Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Content Market Webinars by DICM. This uh, webinar series takes place every month and aims to share insights and experiences from experts in the industry. This month, we'll be talking about a, a topic that I, I really love, fast in Middle East and North Africa. My name is Jan, and I'll be moderating your panel today. I've been in the region for more than a decade, but I recently uh, decided to share insights about a very specific topic, streaming in MENA. I write every week on the Streaming Lab newsletter, so if you are not a subscriber already, have a look at the streaminglab.com. Joining us today are Nadine and uh, Jordan. Welcome. Nadine is uh, the Chief Business Officer at uh, WIAC. She's been um, in the region for many years, of course, and she has over uh, 20 years experience in digital business and tech. She has been awarded Female Broadcast Executive of the Year by, by Broadcast Pro in 2020. Um, she was managing before uh, Shahid.net, and she's now running WIAC.com. She's also a speaker in the MENA region and an expert. So if you never heard about uh, Nadine, I'm sure you live in a cave, so <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, joining us today also, Jordan is the VP President uh, of Business Development with Otera. He started the uh, industry a long time ago as an actor, and he's now behind the scenes to, share, um, to, to shape the future of uh, streaming. This webinar will be a little bit different. Um, I would like to start with a short 10-minute presentation about FAST worldwide and, of course, FAST in MENA. And then we'll start the discussion with our, our guest today. Let's start uh, quickly with the first slide. The rise of fast worldwide. I'm uh, very happy to share with you this uh, exclusive data that I received yesterday evening uh, from uh, one of my uh, market research partners, Stream Metrics. What I wanted to show you today is uh, one quick slide about the number of fast channels available worldwide. In the US, Canada and Europe, uh, Australia, and of course, uh, MENA. As you can see, um, in the US, uh, two platforms already uh, have uh, more than 400 channels, very close to 500 for Plex. Um, and in Europe, the top platform also have more than 200 channels, so it's growing very fast. Uh, in Australia, the uh, Plex should uh, very soon reach 200 ch channels. And um, I remember working on this uh, same slide in April for MIP TV, and I can tell you uh, it's uh, much different, so it's growing very fast. Of course, the topic of the day is streaming in MENA, so um, it's, uh, MENA is now part of the, of the picture when it comes to FAST. As you can see, many players, most of the initiatives around FAST come um, from local players, and uh, they already created a lot of channels. Most of them are country exclusive. Um, it means they are only available in, in the region. And as you can see, not a single global fast platforms 
um, entered the Middle East, North Africa. So there, there are still a lot, a lot of opportunities. If you follow me, I'm sure you're used to this uh, graph. I've been tracking streaming in Mina uh, for one, more than one year ago. And uh, I, uh, I really like logos. Uh, I think it's a good way also to, to, uh, to see uh, what's the evolution of, of the streaming industry in the region. There are different messages here. The main one is, of course, more and more uh, streaming services launched in the region. But what's interesting is to see um, that the first they received were, were mainly ad-supported, AVOD, pure AVOD. Most of them quickly switched to SVOD and um, hybrid models. So right now, as you can see, in 2023, a lot of new uh, platforms that just launched or hybrid models, uh, AVOD, ad-supported SVOD, fast, and uh, hopefully uh, we need four more platforms to reach the level of 2022. 20, so let's see, but uh, I'm sure that uh, we should see new platforms uh, launching before the, the end of the, of the year. What I like to show also um, is that the market is more and more complex, but in a good way. Um, I would say it's more complex for streaming professional that we are, but uh, it's more affordable for end users. Most of the services are now hybrid, mixing SVOD, AVOD, ad-supported SVOD, FAST. Um, I also added some of the services that are free VOD. It's also an interesting positioning. Uh, hopefully, at some point, they will switch to uh, advertising. And it's changing very fast. Every month, I need to update this one because one platform is moving to another category. So it's, it's a good sign. It, it shows that the industry is evolving. The platform are catching up, looking at the new trends, creating new trends. So it's important to, um, to, uh, to keep uh, updating this, uh, this uh, slide and see how the market is, uh, is changing. Our topic today is about fast channels in MENA. So I wanted to show you an example of uh, channels that are already available on um, some platforms in the region. What's interesting here is that, so as I told you, most of the channels come from local initiatives. Um, and um, there are a mix of different types of content. Some of them are single IP based on a, an actor, others based on a, on a single series. Um, other channels are based on a specific genre, as you can see, crime uh, launched recently. Um, and then, as you can see, a very uh, few uh, channels or uh, inter international channels coming from third party. So it should uh, change very soon. Hopefully, we'll see more and more third party channels coming to local streaming services um, with, uh, with, fast, um, um, with a fast service. But we'll, uh, we'll discuss about this uh, with uh, Jordan and Nelly. If you want to know more about Fast in MENA, feel free to subscribe to my newsletter. I write every week about streaming in MENA, but I write, I write once a month about Fast in MENA. So I track all the channels that are available here. So it's very good to understand what are the channels that we lost, what are the new channels, the different genres, the new single IP. 
um, and it's moving very fast. So I would not be surprised that um, the, the region reach very quickly the level of uh, Europe or other countries and, and regions that are more mature very soon. That's it for my um, presentation. You can uh, scan this QR code if you want to, to receive uh, this presentation with uh, interesting exclusive data, but fast uh, worldwide and uh, fast in Milan. If you don't have time to scan, we'll, we'll find a way to, to share it with you. Memories. Back to our guests. Hi, Nadine. Hi, Jordan. How are you doing? Good. Thank you. Hi. Hi, everyone. Doing, doing good. How are you doing, everyone? Thanks for having us. My first um, question, and I think, do you want to introduce yourself quickly? Uh, maybe we start with Nadine if you want to add anything. But uh, maybe at the end of your introduction, can you answer this uh, easy question? What is a fast for WIAC? Oh, perfect. Um, so very quickly, uh, I manage Wayak. Wayak is a video on demand platform uh, um, for Z entertainment. Uh, with Wayak, we are targeting the Arabic audience worldwide. Uh, Wayak is a very uh, popular name in the MENA region in particular. Uh, we've been here for quite some time, as your uh, graphs have shown. Uh, by the way, I always uh, uh, love your graphs and the way that how informative they are with all of the logos. I'm um, uh, I'm keen to uh, to check them out. Thank you. So uh, yeah, with, with Wayak, we have a, a large offering. We have uh, around sixteen thousand hours of content. And uh, as you also have shown that Wayak is in the middle of the map when it comes to the offering. So we are uh, by heart an AVOD service. Uh, we have a subscription layer. Uh, we have fast. Uh, um, uh, at the same time, um, you know, we've been here for quite some time. Our uh, core competitive advantage is our Indian content, which is uh, owned by Z and produced by Z. Uh, uh, this content is uh, around 60% of the content library or even more uh, currently in Wayak. This content is uh, completely exclusive to Wayak and uh, for all uh, the lovers of the Indian content dubbed into Arabic. So we're targeting Arabs here. For all of the uh, lovers of the Indian content, uh, their first source of content is Wayak, where they can come and enjoy long and long hours of uh, uh, beautiful uh, Indian content uh, from series and movies and shows and uh, uh, all of dubbed these in, Dubbed in Arabic. Absolutely, dubbed in Arabic. So the majority of our content is dubbed in Arabic. There, there are very few exceptions where we do subtitled uh, okay. subtitles in, in Arabic. Uh, moving to your uh, question, uh, what is FAST? Uh, so FAST is an for, acronym. For, for WIAC, for WIAC, for you. Maybe it's the, you know, there are many definitions. So I know it, uh, it will be different maybe in the region. Uh, it won't be the same definition than just uh, FAST in the US. So. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, FAST as an acronym that we're using here, it's a, uh, basically, the the free ad supported the streaming TV. That's that's about it. And it, it is exactly what it is for us. But uh, fast for Wayak has different uh, types of channels. So it's basically a channel that is there on our platform that people can come and uh, consume that uh, content here. So instead of them selecting the content that they want to watch, they go to the TV channel, which is pre-curated for them uh, to save them time. 
it is it's exactly the same as the linear TV, but instead of you going into the TV watching it there, you are watching it on the streaming service, which is in our case Wayak. Uh, the uh, there are different types of the channels on Wayak. Uh, uh, the first one is uh, um, Wayak digital uh, channels, which are uh, uh, TV channels that has been curated and planned by the Wayak team specifically uh, created uh, by us. And these are four channels, uh, as an example, Wayak Nawa'im and Action and, and the others as well. Uh, this, these channels uh, consist of content that is available on Wayak that's very uh, loved and people really like. We have uh, uh, channels from the network, the Alwan, the Aflam. We have uh, also uh, channels from our partners. Uh, Otera is a, a, an example of our uh, partners as well. We're working currently with three partners and we're growing that. And uh, lastly is the single IP channels, which is something that we're going to be launching this uh, month. We have two channels coming up uh, from our favorite content. Okay, I'll try to ask you more questions about it. Let's see what you can say about, <laughs> about the single IP. Thank you, Nadine. Thanks. Jordan, same uh, question, like if you want to introduce yourself um, more into detail. And the first question I have for you is uh, about Tarfi TV that Otera just uh, launched in the, in the region recently. So what's the objective of this pure fast platform? Sure. And uh, hi, everyone. I'm, I'm Jordan Workall again. Um, so I work with Otera. Uh, Otera uh, officially formed in 2017, but you know, uh, most of us in the company have a large uh, and collective experience, you know, dating back to the earlier days of OTT in 2011. So, you know, we are a, a leading end-to-end -end solution. We provide services from uh, streaming application development to fast channel playout with supportive services to help our, our clients really grow and scale their business with distribution through our StreamBridge product, through monetization, through our AdNet Plus, you know, business unit. Uh, business strategy and really, you know, anything else that uh, fits in there to help you grow your your streaming service, your fast channel, or to understand what is the best strategy for how you should move into the space based on your market, based on your content, you know, based on your budget, really all those things together and, and what is the best path for you. That's really Oterra in, in, in a nutshell. Um, and, you know, for for us for Tartafi TV, that's a, a recently launched fast focused service, as as as, Jan, uh, as he mentioned, and you know our objective is really you know to to really lean into into fast. So initially, it's only five channels right now. Uh, our objective is to scale and launch more over time. So the goal is to have more local language channels that are more relevant to the region first, kind of like the the path toward that a lot of platforms have started with. And then over time, uh, layer on more international and more broadly available channels as people are getting more accustomed to the experience, to the idea fast in the region and starting to engage with the platform and we're getting more feedback through our data. Cool. Thanks, Jordan. I'll, uh, I'll keep uh, opening uh, Tarfi TV every day to check what you're cooking. Uh, and you Thank have you. an amaz amazing partner in the region, Sawa Media. So uh, I'm sure some of them are in the call, so hi. Hi to them. My questions today will be split into three main um, categories that are, I would say, classic when it comes to the fast universe. The first section will be about content and programming, second one about distribution, and the last one about monetization. It's a nice business model, but we all want to make, you all want to make money with it. 
So um, it's not that easy. So we, we'll talk about this. Let's start with the content parts. Um, Nadine, so you are the um, one of the first platform that started aggregating uh, third-party channels a few years back, I think. Do you plan to grow your um, lineup with this uh, strategy mainly, or, or 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 a mix of um, channels coming from a little bit uh, everywhere? Uh, yeah, there's no um, particular uh, obligation not to, uh, you know, partner with other uh, content providers and channels. Actually, it is something that I would uh, love to do personally. That's why we started earlier uh, on, I believe, uh, uh, you know, having our uh, user in the uh, core uh, of our business, what we I want to provide them is uh, uh, all of the content possible uh, for their entertainment. So the more, uh, the better. And this is how uh, this has uh, started earlier on, even without um, thinking about the monetization, um, you know, a few years back, which was a bit of a, a challenge in terms of the uh, technology enhancements, unlike now. Um, so what we wanted to do is to partner with other uh, um, content providers, um, work on getting our uh, network channels as soon as possible and create our own uh, uh, YAC channels as well and make them available for the user uh, free of charge uh, at their uh, you know fingertips on all uh, on all the platforms that we are available on. So it's not only on web, it's everywhere, web, iOS, Android uh, TVs uh, for their uh, convenience. Um, uh, the idea of collaboration is going to continue. We've already have uh, uh, partners. I think we started our first partnership probably two years back. Uh, and uh, it has been renewed and we we would love to have uh, uh, more partners on board. Uh, I think um, our competitive advantage is having uh, the right audience. We have the right reach. Uh, uh, we have the uh, a good number of unique users coming into our platform um, on a monthly basis. We have a share from their uh, streaming time that they spend on a daily basis on their phone. So we made sure that we that time is locked for Wayak. We know we can reach the, these users. Um, and uh, they 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 are loyal. They love our content. Um, their average uh, streaming time on uh, Yak per session is one hour, which is considered very high in the market. You so can... the affinity is there. And what we want to do is to capitalize on this from both ends. Um, uh, give uh, provide value to our uh, users as much as we can. And the second thing also provide value to our partners because we. We are already there, so they can leverage our presence and our strong brand uh, uh, with with the, our existing viewers and uh, reach them quickly, rather than you know starting uh, by themselves uh, uh, from scratch. Cool. Uh, and I know that you also uh, you are ready to distribute your own channels to other partners, but we will talk about this a little bit later. Jordan, um, so. Tafi TV launched um, with five channels, um, country exclusive channels right now. Um, I'm sure that you plan to add a lot of channels in the coming months. Can can you tell us a little bit about this? Yeah, I can I can touch on that. Um, so <laughs> uh, yeah, as as I mentioned early on, really our our goal is to start small and and really focus on on more local language channels. So uh, you know between us and our partner, we are looking to to bring on more from the region. In a similar way that we've seen kind of other platforms initially launch and go through that trajectory, I think as, as a more fact-focused platform, and initially you want to get users in, in into the platform, uh, you know, getting used to that idea that's not more common in, in the area. 
and and then start tell and start doing the same thing for content owners. So I think it's really similar, not just for the platform, but also from the content owner perspective. This is a new medium for many. So as we've entered the space starting in the US and moved early into Latam and Europe and other areas, we've seen that a lot of it is helping the content owners understand what FAST is. A lot of people still may not know the acronym even, and as you started this, you know, the webinar with, it's helping people at the very start learn what does it stand for? What is the benefit? How is it an advantage to bring your content, especially if you have a library or catalog that might be underutilized, or maybe you're not getting as much distribution across VOD or other platforms, this is a new medium. And it's just another way that uh, eventually all platforms will be some hybrid version and FAST will be a part of it. And I think it offers a lot of advantages. Uh, so you know, our goal is to add more local language channels to start, and then we'll layer on what we already have a lot of in our distribution, which is more internationally appealing channels that are more broad in genre and content focus to kind of see how audiences are affected by that and uh, and bring in more uh, international appeal too. I see uh, the way I see Tarfi TV is also um, a way to bring uh, Otera expertise um, to the region. Um, you are one of the main fast uh, tech uh, providers, so I'm sure uh, I'm sure you'll uh, you'll gather a lot of that data, and I'm sure what you what you learn will be useful for not only Tarfi TV and Otera, but all of your partners, because you'll keep distributing content and channels to uh, to Wayak and others. I'm sure. Yeah, and, and that's really a lot of the reason for entering uh, this region as early as we have. Uh, it's similar to what we've done for Latin America and, and Europe as a company because of our background uh, as understanding the OTT space prior to FAST, that, that understanding and growth and distribution and associated data helps you see where consumption really is versus joining the party later because you see there's a lot of platforms for FAST, the way some platforms may have come after the fact. And I think if you get early, you get that advantage of, uh, of being a first mover, understanding how users react. And like we've seen in other markets, the the landscape gets saturated very quickly. So for content owners, if you can get onto a platform early, while you 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 might lose a little on the potential revenue, while it's a little slower, you help to lead the market in terms of bringing more viewers in, getting more viewers onto your onto your service and your channel directly, and then you get to uh, be a large part of that growth early on. While you know the balance of waiting later means approvals and saturation come into play too. But like we've seen in other markets now, it is more difficult to go live later if you wait too long. So it's always a balancing act of, of your you know, you know, risk tolerance and, and wanting to be part of something early. Thanks, Jordan. Nadine, Jordan mentioned something interesting about the languages. Um, we know that uh, we're, we're still trying to figure out like what kind of fast channels will perform and work well in the region. I can see that uh, you also decided to aggregate fast channels in English. I know it's not your... Um, usual target audience so, so is fast a way to uh, to target other audiences for react i think for now it's not a matter of targeting a different type of uh, audience uh, uh, but actually it's more of providing our uh, uh, target audience with more options that's how i uh, mainly look at it because you know a lot of arabs also consume content in english uh, we're not planning to get into that from a content perspective, not for now, but uh, what we are uh, trying to do is 
probably uh, falls under testing uh, from one uh, side and then providing more of uh, options to our users to consume. Probably that would be more of a, a realistic uh, view into what we are trying to do here. Okay, so the 60% of Indian contents um, that's on Wayak uh, should not be exactly the case for the fast channels right now. You are testing and you'll see if you can replicate, right? Right. Now, the, the way that I look into the uh, 60 or 70 percent uh, Indian content, I look at it as an Arabic content, actually, because it's dubbed into Arabic. So the main language is, is Arabic. When you see the content, when you consume the content, you are consuming Arabic language. Uh, but the origin of the content is Indian with the culture, with the beautiful culture that it comes with and the nice productions that we have and the very interesting stories that people uh, really love. Uh, in the, when it comes to the uh, fast, it's a little the, the story is a little bit different. We are still providing Arabic channels, and our own uh, channels are in Arabic as well. The network channels are in Arabic. A lot of uh, uh, channels that we are partnering and distributing on our platform is in Arabic. But uh, there is a, a, a test that's going on uh, or an attempt from our side is to test with the uh, English channel, channels and see the appetite when it comes to our users, uh, if they would like to really to consume these channels or not. Um, so it will give us a lot of insights about, um, you know, how to carry this further and will if will this uh, have any impact on our strategy going forward as well. Cool. Thank you, Nadine. Jordan, um, you know, uh, before closing the, the content programming uh, uh, section, I'd like to uh, hear from you about uh, genres. What genres do you think will perform better in uh, MENA on Tarfi TV? Uh, you know, I, I think I think MENA will follow what we've seen really happen elsewhere. And, and you see a lot of that now, which is the more broad ranging genres to start that we've seen is, is really what's more, most prevalent. So entertainment, movies, shows, sports and news, I think is is the best basis to provide an offering that includes uh, channels from those genres. It's more massive appeal. It's more widely available in content. In some cases, there's a lot of backlog, especially for movies or, or general entertainment. And I think the fun thing that, uh, that Nadine mentioned it, that they're starting soon that I think we've seen as a particular great more innovation that is specific to FAST is the single IP channel. I think that's the best way that fast can bring something different that is not more easily widely available in this fashion, which is just a single IP channel. It's if you know a show or a specific brand really works and resonates with an audience, I think that type of channel can work well everywhere. Um, like, you know, in the in the US, there are some shows like a, a show called Forensic Files, which is a very popular true crime show. You know, on cable, it, it, there was a couple of networks that almost played it, you know, 24-7 already. And that was one of the early single IP channels to launch. I remember in fact that, you know, in the very beginning and has still lasted as a very popular you know, IP channel as today. And I think that speaks to when, when, when audiences just like a show, they know what they can turn on. They know what to expect. You know, even in some other genre channels, you still don't always know what you're getting from moment to moment, but that's, I think the benefit of a single IP channel is you get exactly what you're expecting and you could just stay there for as long as you want so i think outside of the the more common channels that are brought early i think single ip is uh, one of the easier one and then i think kids and family gets easier as there's more opportunity for for monetization and brands entering the market too i'm impressed by the number of uh, single ip channels on on some of the platforms in the us in some cases it's like 30 percent 40 that's huge yeah that's huge it's, it, it, it says a lot 
yeah. yeah, I assume it, it works. It works well. So, so I can't wait to see uh, uh, to see how single IP channels works uh, in in the region, and um, yeah, I'll do my best to to share this uh, with all of you. Nadine, let's switch to the distribution um, section. Uh, and uh, Wayak is a very good example. Um, you have four, uh, I call them Wayak branded channels, but maybe you call them uh, something else. Um, I can see that they're already available on Awan, that's uh, Dubai Media Incorporated. So um, do you plan to distribute those channels or new ones to, uh, to other local streaming services here or maybe outside of the region, I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, uh, you know, the beauty about digital and that's why I love this field. There's like no limitations to the, uh, you know, the business thinking and the new ideas that you can uh, come up with. So when we started this uh, initiative, even when it comes to distribution, um, we started with uh, with Awan and we were um, extremely happy to do this partnership, uh, although for some uh, other platforms would be uh, they won't be flexible to do something like this because uh, you know it, it is a lot of it takes out of experimentation a lot of open mind uh, uh, you know from even from a business perspective to be really open minded to explore uh, options and not uh, you know think that um, this is going to be competing with you in any way right I mean if we don't test we won't know so uh, yeah absolutely I'm always uh, very interested in uh, distributing these channels we've created them to be. Uh, part of the Wayak bouquet in on the uh, on our OTT platform, uh, uh, we've done this before, and we are looking uh, uh, to uh, for more distribution uh, uh, options as well uh, and partnerships. Uh, actually, we are, I'm just closing today a new uh, deal. Hopefully, we're going to announce this uh, soon as well. They're going to be these four channels distributed into um, uh, another uh, OTT platform as well. Um, so uh, yeah, absolutely, nice. we'll see more of these deals uh, coming soon for sure. Nice. No, no, it's very interesting when it comes to fast. Uh, I'm I'm con I'm convinced that um, partnership between local streaming players in the region are uh, very important. Um, maybe it's also a way to to, to protect uh, the local player uh, against like the the global giants that at some point will will come. So uh, let's see. Um, Jordan, you are one of the. You are Otera is one of the main fast uh, tech provider and aggregator worldwide. Um, so I assume you have a lot of channels in your catalog. Um, can you distribute the same channels to the US, to LATAM, to MENA? I'm sure the results are uh, very different, will be very different. So for these specifically, you know, the goal would be to distribute those that, that we are powering. So our distribution service allows for any any channel that we are the technology provider for to to be able to include those in our offering and present to other platforms that's really the goal in, in a similar way to nadine is and what we do now taking channels and bringing them to any other region as we can and it's kind of a you know it's one of my favorite topics i would say under distribution i think it's one of the most growing topics on a consistent basis where the the, the distribution focused area really changes every month, every quarter, all throughout the year because of responses and growth on the platforms and, and viewing trends and things like that. And a lot of it is you're presenting offerings to platforms that you know is either relevant now or what they actually are serving. And you're adding a value with the new service that is similar to a genre they have, but is unique with either exclusive programming 
the strategy and the scheduling uh, or something along those lines. And the other side is, you know, helping them to get ahead of what they might want to launch later. So in the US or really, you know, all over, there's not a lot as many international channels or other language channels more widely available. Spanish is really the uh, most widely available non-English channel on most platforms. And outside of that, there hasn't been a big adoption yet. And I think a lot of that is, is platforms have still been growing uh, their user base and their, their technical ability to include more channels in the EPG and make it more discoverable. So they don't want to crowd things without being able to have users find more, uh, more niche or specialized channels. But the good thing is, as we present an offering that is more focused for, for MENA or channels in Arabic or channels in Brazilian Portuguese, it's letting platforms know, you know, through Oterra, as you're making your plans in the next quarter or next year, if you're looking to launch in this language or in this region, you know, through us, you can get, you know, a dozen or more premium channels in this language or in this genre or, it, you know, focused on this region. So what we do as a provider is, is, is allow a platform to kind of help see what we have. And as they're making their plans, it might make things easier for them to launch a certain language or a new genre. And that's really our goal. It's presenting things that are already being taken and add more value and helping to add more value as they're making their plans uh, you know, down the line in the, in the future. The, the Smurfs comes from you, right? Yes. Okay. I assume this one can would work anywhere, right? Yes. Uh, mm. We have uh, an English channel that's available uh, worldwide uh, outside uh, North America and a Spanish channel, which is, uh, is PDFO TV. Okay. But that's amazing to have this one available on Wayaka. Everyone, everyone loves the Smurf. Yeah, nostalgia works <laughs> well uh, in this past, uh, part of the world and uh, anywhere. Nadine, one question about um, Z Entertainment. So your parent, the parent company of Wayak, I know that they launched the uh, Z Bolly World recently. Um, can we expect this channel on, uh, on, on Wayak soon or maybe other local platforms? Um, see, when it comes to the uh, entertainment globally, even I would say we have uh, a lot of uh, channels, right? So we're, we're crossing 60 plus uh, channels. Yeah. Uh, some of them are, um, uh, you know, local India uh, channels, and they are very specific locally in India. And uh, some other channels, which is probably a little less than the half of the, of, of this, is uh, international channels, which are regional international channels. Um, as it is the case in the MENA region, we have uh, two types of channels regionally. Uh, we have the uh, Arabic uh, channels and we have the Indian channels as well. So uh, the, the, the question would be, will, will we be uh, integrating the probably the Indian channels or uh, the global or even the domestic channels of Z into Wayak? The answer is no. Uh, okay. The way that we look into this is more on the relevant uh, content for our uh, targeted audience. The right home for these channels will be Z5, which is our uh, other uh, OTT platform, which uh, targets South Asian audiences uh, globally. So it has uh, most of the Z uh, parent channels. You can find them there to be consumed by the South Asian uh, uh, public. Okay, cool. Thanks for the, the clarification. One question, question to, to you, Nadine. Um, as you can, as you remember, my first slides with uh, uh, this crazy number of like close to 500 channels on Plex in the US. Do you think at some point like uh, we'll uh, reach in, in MENA this kind of uh, number? 
on one platform or the others, or or it doesn't make any sense. No, it it makes absolute sense actually, because from my view as a you know a media person for a long period of time, I have my views on how TV mm -hmm. is run. So before thirteen years from now, when we started really to work on the VOD uh, uh, heavily in the region, uh, which was the starting point for us, the 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 question was always on the table: is that after ten years from now, are we going to see TV or no? And most of the answers were no. TV will disappear by ten years. Now, this proved wrong. It didn't happen. Uh, TV did not disappear. But what has happened over the years is our understanding of how users consume content have changed. So uh, people run uh, after the, the, the nice content, right? In order for them to view that content, right nowadays, they really don't care where they are viewing it, uh, on which platform, is it uh, TV or is it uh, streaming or wh wh whatever. They are following the content and they are uh, following the, the brand that they love. Uh, similarly, if we talk about the uh, fast channels from a user, like let's put ourselves in the user's uh, uh, shoes. What we want is, for example, to watch um, ZL1, right? Uh, for me, I wouldn't. I love ZL1, so I would. I wouldn't care if ZL1 is uh, is aired on the linear uh, channel on the boxes at the Salat and Do, or if I'm uh, having access to ZL1 through uh, Wayak, for example. The idea is I want to watch ZL1, and where wherever this channel goes, I'm gonna follow it. Wherever my loved content, as an example, Joda Akbar, we're gonna talk about it uh, in a while. I'm gonna follow that content as well, and I'm gonna watch it. So this is how I look into the dynamic of. Um, TV, uh, streaming, and uh, fast as well. Yeah, because uh, all the balls are mixed now, right now. So that, that's why it's uh, even more interesting. Um, for the issue or the challenge with like a 200, 300, 400 channel will be discovery. So I, I know it's a big topic that many uh, professionals will talk about during MIPCOM. Um, do you have something to say about, uh, about this, uh, Jordan? Um, for me, I, I always like the question of, you know, when, when somebody's asked, how many channels do you think is too much? And I, you know, I, I don't think we can answer that now. I think the answer of what is too much right now is just whoever has, uh, a number in mind that they pull out of their pocket at that time, because <laughs> I, I think, you know, there's no limitation of, uh, of like Nadine saying of what people are interested in. You know, I, I, when you have to remove a channel or add a channel, because it might get X number of people watching or X number of hours watched per month, you know, on YouTube, there's an endless and endless amount of, you know, potential channels on social media. There's an endless amount of creators and influencers and new people can come up that get a small amount of followers or a lot, but they're still, you know, you know, they're still getting attention when people enjoy. And the same way that there's many different models, like in the slide you showed of platforms and they're now mixing. At some point, I think every platform will be a hybrid offering, allowing users to have the choice of how they want to consume content. Some content's behind a paywall. Uh, it's free or it's a mix. And giving more choice is better, as long as you can do so in a way that is you know, organized and discoverable and easy path for users to flow through and, and, and find what they want. And when there's personalization that you can control some portion of the EPG or make playlists recently watched and those kind of features, now you're getting quick access to what you really want. And you know it's no different in the US and cable when we pay for uh, a, a cable service and have hundreds and hundreds of channels, but most people probably are watching uh, a handful. Thank but you. it, it doesn't, hurt, doesn't hurt the experience. So I think 
the, the benefit of what FAST does is allows an endless amount of channels to be created through different content libraries or single IPs or mix of genres or the way Netflix has done well, these really cool sub genres that combine different categories together to make you know something more fun. And I think the more we focus on how to do that and how to allow more people to enter the space, the more growth we'll see versus trying to find a, a limit on the number. Thanks, Jordan. Um, we just received uh, a question from the audience for you also. Um, let's see if you can answer it. Uh, can you explain what is a single IP channel? Easy. Sure. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a, a, a single IP channel, uh, IP is intellectual property. So it's it's a channel that is based off uh, a single series. Uh, and it might be, you know, a, a good example we brought up is, is Smurfs. Uh, it is just Smurfs episodes from different seasons uh, in the schedule. And uh, there's a lot of those that are very popular. There's Baywatch, there's Forensic Files, which is true crime. There and there's many others, and sometimes, kind of like you showed, there's also some that are based on a certain celebrity, and it's a really it's a way to to resonate with nostalgia or or popularity for a brand or an IP, and especially those that might have eight, nine, ten seasons of many different episodes. Somebody can always turn it on, know what to expect, and just you know, like go back to the times when that show was on TV for them every Friday night. They are already. Um... Main, several um, fast channels focused on one single actor or actress. And I think it makes very sense in the region. Like, we're, you know, this, for example, some Egyptian actors or actresses, like they are very, very famous. So yeah. everybody I'm, will I'm, relate to this. We can call this kind of channel a, a single single IP channel also. Yeah, I'm sure a, a Denzel Washington channel would do very well. You know, like you know, actors like that, there's a large library of movies that people always like to watch. Do, uh, Nadine, do you already have a single IP channels on uh, on Wayak? Uh, yeah, actually, we're uh, launching uh, two channels uh, this month. I was hoping by the time we are uh, on the live today, we're uh, we having That's them, okay. up <laughs> but they should be uh, in October uh, up and running actually. Um, that's the beauty of uh, of Fast, and that's the beauty of uh, the flexibility of the platform, the technology, and the business mindset that we have in Wayak. Uh, that we can actually do uh, do these tests and spin spin uh, off these channels quickly. So uh, yeah, there are two two channels as I mentioned. One of them is uh, uh, based on both of them actually based on series, not on uh, actors yet. Okay. Uh, this <laughs> is what we are uh, testing with at the beginning, and uh, these are the probably the two top shows the, that really people uh, love. Uh, they are Indian uh, uh, content. Uh, of course, dubbed into Arabic. One of them uh, is called Joda Akbar, uh, and the other one uh, called Hayat Albi. So um, Joda Akbar is a very popular series uh, on Wayak and on Z in, in general, whether it's in India or, or here in the region. Uh, it really resonated very well with the people. And they and uh, as Jordan mentioned, it has to be like a, a good uh, number of um, uh, you know episodes and, and then seasons. And uh, Joda Akbar really uh, meets checks all of these uh, uh, points actually, so it's a, a has a lot of seasons, has a lot of uh, episodes. People absolutely love the uh, the content. So um, that was our first uh, 
thought that we we would need to test with uh, uh, the the single IP channel to be Joda Akbar, and the second uh, choice is Hayat Albi, also a very popular series. We will. I'm so excited to launch these and see how um, they're gonna resonate with our uh, audience because it's gonna be the first time uh, we launch a single IP channel, and it is. I think it is very interesting. So let's see how how this would go. Nice. So the day you launch them, I want to know it. You send me a message, and I will uh, I'll communicate and post about it. Okay. Absolutely. Um, Jordan, um, uh, I would like to know if you uh, would be ready like, to distribute Al Arabi News, Syria TV, and other channels that are available on, uh, on Tarfi TV to other services in, in the region. Or you keep yes. them for so, yourself? No, no, no. For, <laughs> uh, for a few of them, they're from uh, Media. Those are actually in our distribution and, and being presented and delivered to, uh, to other platforms. Um, others, it just depends uh, if we're the technology partner because of, uh, of rules we have to follow with, with different platforms for delivery, uh, and terms, but really that's the goal is, is, uh, creating a broader appeal. And a lot of that is, is kind of the nuance I was, uh, I was discussing earlier is what platforms are taking on, what type of genres, what type of languages, what type of international appeal, um, sub platforms, uh, have a bigger appetite for, or being open to those and adding them to their platform. Some are not yet there, but a big part of that is still making sure that they know what is it, what is in our offering, what can be shared, because you never know what is going on in the discussion behind the scenes with these platforms. Any platform could be looking to launch in, in India or, or MENA or bring on five new languages just to appeal to their audience because they see on their platform that they, they have a, a lot of people uh, already watching other types of content in those languages. So since we never exactly know what might be changing day to day, our goal is we we have a pretty wide offering through our StreamBridge product. We have ways that people can see genres and languages and what, what's available. So helping them to get ahead of what might be coming down the pipeline helps us and, and helps our content partners too. Okay. Very good to know. Nadine, the last um, question about distribution is for you. I'm sure that uh, there are other uh, fast um, aggregator in this uh, in this call um what do you say to to them to um uh, you know every day there is a new fast aggregator in this uh, in this world so it's, it's interesting so i'm sure like uh, others will contact you why do you say to them if they want to distribute channels to to wayak uh yeah i think uh, I, I will tell them that probably wayak is the only uh, ott platform in the region uh with the very flexible mindset when it comes to from a business perspective, uh, execution, business models, uh, trial and error. Um, I think we're uh, the way that we have uh, structured this company is to be very dynamic and uh, um, and we we are very responsive. Uh, we don't say uh, no just uh, you know um, for for uh, stupid reasons. Um, I would say uh, probably. Um, we are the go-to uh, OTT platform. If you want to reach uh, to Arabic audience, uh, probably uh, we're AVOD. Normally, as you know, AVOD uh, platforms normally attract a lot of uh, uh, regional uh, users. The, the people in, uh, in the MENA region, they are used to uh, free-to-air channels, FTA. So, I mean, you can immediately link into that and uh, know that our uh, user base is very, very big. I would... Uh, 
I would uh, say probably we are the second largest uh, uh, platform when it comes to unique users per month and time spent on the platform as well. Uh, so we have the access. I encourage also people to always look at, um, at these matters from a 360 degree. I'll tell you what I mean by that. We do a lot of partnerships, right? And we are open to do that. And we have, uh, whether from a content perspective or on the fast uh, as well. It's a matter of how you think about marketing and the 360 uh, degree on leveraging what Wayak can do. Wayak is a very powerful engine. But if it's uh, if, if your objective is just to put the platform and close the deal on a small, uh, we're open to that. But if you are um, a bit more on the creative side and you want to do more and more, we are always here also to think with you. Uh, we have a very strong social uh, presence. We have a very strong um, affinity with our uh, users. Uh, our uh, newsletter open rate is very high. Our, uh, 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 you know, uh, push notifications uh, open rate is so high as well. So if you have really a, a, a thorough um, understanding and study of the power of Wayak, and then you manage, we manage together to come up with something that is that's beneficial for you and for us, we might work together to do something very interesting, actually, and you're going to reach your objective, whatever objective uh, you have, whether it is reach or whether it is just distributing your channel or, uh, you know, just a closing a small business deal or a larger scale. Uh, all of these options are always there on the table. So it's subject to the people who are in discussion uh, to unleash the potential that we have within Wayak to help them out. I loved your pitch. <laughs> if I had the fast channels, you can take them. <laughs> Please. Thank you, thank you, Nadine. Um, Jordan, will uh, let's let's open the last uh, section of uh, today's discussion about monetization. As you know, the Mina region is very diverse, especially in terms of uh, advertising maturity. What countries do you think have the best potential in the regions when it comes to monetization uh, monetization of fast channels? So, so likely earlier on, you know, you know, Saudi Arabia, UAE. You know, Kuwait, Egypt, those are some of the areas that we are seeing more more requests and viewership and 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 some level of ads. And you know, I compare the region to to where Latin America was uh, a couple of years ago, where you know, and and still is to some degree, where Brazil and Mexico are are by far the leaders of of the entire region in terms of viewership, you know, device uh, distribution and, and sales and consumption and and monetization, and this is kind of the trend you see in, in OTT and especially now in fast in terms of, you know, you have to have that balance of growing the offering, growing the viewership and proving the point to brands and advertisers of why they need to pull some of their advertising budgets from where they're typically spending, which would be, you know, you know cable and linear and social media and help them understand the value uh, of what they're getting within, you know, a digital buy. And a lot of that is uh, really evangelizing the understanding, uh, and it can take some time. And I think that's where where things are now. And you know the 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 hard part is you have to have platforms live. You have to have you know viewership happening, and you have to have some known content that is appealing to brands and advertisers like that they also recognize. You have to make it really easy for them to understand, um, what you know the growing amount of consumption the the brand adoption and everything else is not that different than what they're seeing and where they're spending money, but there's more value. And we've been doing that for a while, uh, really starting in the US even, because in the US, it wasn't always 
uh, you know, budgets flying from from linear into into digital. That's still happening more and more every quarter. Uh, in Europe, it's very diverse in terms of country spread too. So you know, somewhere in Latin America, and I think a lot of it is knowing the audience in each country and how to reach them, how the consumption is different, and then talking to brands and agencies to help them understand all details of content, the reporting, the flexibility. Uh, if, and, and, you know, and to me, the flexibility is a big part of it too, uh, in terms of minimum budgets that you can offer, cancellation policy, the ability for them to set up, operate, manage, and set up a campaign, and then what kind of data points they're getting back. So I, I would say the last point is really the ability to target really granularly uh, based off, you know, like I said, you have single IP channel, you have genre channels, but then you can contextually target from content within the channel too. So maybe in a movie channel, some people just want to target specific types of movies that might not encompass the entire schedule. Like you can do that. We can, you know, we can target specific content from multiple channels to make a media buy for somebody. A single IP channel is easy for someone to understand if they, if they know the audience hit, you know, is resonant with them and the brand, that's an easy buy. And a lot of it is, it takes time in this space for the advertising. There's no way to fast track to get people in brands and agencies that have been doing what they know and are comfortable with for many years to do something that could seem drastically different. The same way, you know, people in this webinar might be learning what FAST stands for or what a single IP uh, channel even means. The advertisers and the brands have to be talked to in a very similar way and walk through what is FAST. It's cable in terms of experience and feel and look. It's just served in a slightly different way on different platforms. But essentially, it's, it's it's the same thing from the audience perspective and from the buying perspective. And the more you, you know, handhold their understanding and let them know and help them see the value, over time, you start bringing the budget in. Uh, I'm convinced evangelization is a key, especially in the region. Uh, I've been discussing with a lot of um, agencies, a lot of advertisers. They want to know more. They want to They want to understand what they can tell to the brands. So um, yeah, it's part of uh, what, what we need to bring to the region. I know that um, IAB MENA is doing a good job uh, trying to, to explain what's CTV in the region, what's the landscape, and how we can uh, all uh, move forward and make sure that this model is viable. Nadine, um, you, AVOD is, uh, is still your core business after, after, after many years. Um, I think you launched uh, Wayax more than six years ago. So based on your experience, do you think you can make money uh, real fast? And when? <laughs> it's yeah. a good one. <laughs> when? I don't know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Yeah, to, to answer the question, but um, uh, see the way that I look at it is that uh, uh, we are provided uh, providing through fast uh, more advertising options for our uh, 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 clients and advertisers. Uh, as you know, Wayak is an enabled platform. Uh, we have a lot of uh, relationships with uh, a lot of agencies and direct clients. Uh, we carry our uh, sales in-house uh, within Wayak. So in order to uh, put your ad uh, on Wayak, you just need to reach out to our 
uh, in-house sales team, uh, any WIAC person would be able to help you. So what we're trying to do with the FAST is to, to have uh, uh, more uh, options for our clients and agencies uh, to be able to book their adverti video advertising, premium video advertising into uh, uh, in WIAC and to provide more of them uh, with more inventory. Um, we're really happy with the, the pace of uh, how our inventory is growing in the region, uh, specifically in GCC and uh, some other key markets. Uh, so Saudi remains our uh, number one key market with UAE and GCC in general. Then we have uh, Egypt, uh, Iraq, and uh, Morocco. Uh, our inventory keeps on growing. And in, in order for us to keep on uh, finding new options for our agencies and clients, um, something like uh, fast would also serve the purpose uh, very well because it's going to increase the the uh, our inventory uh, for sure and it will provide a new option for uh, advertising for them. So uh, uh, we're hopeful that this is uh, uh, this is going to be. Uh, really a substantial uh, uh, part of our monetization strategy and uh, um, an independent revenue stream at one point of time. Until now, it's not the case. I would say we are still on the uh, uh, testing uh, testing or trial uh, trial and error uh, uh, side. Uh, although we, we were like uh, one of the first or the first platform actually to have pass on their uh, uh, on their platform and that was uh, a little more than four years uh, ago but at that time it was completely unmonetized until uh, the moment uh, now this year things uh, are uh, a lot different so, so the, uh, right now we have two ways of monetization one of them is uh, the sales is completely through a yak and uh, we put the uh, advertising through our own technologies and uh, and our own back and and ad tech team. Uh, we insert it into the uh, streams uh, for people to consume. Uh, the other uh, one is uh, the way that we are working with some of our partners, where we uh, aggregate the channel and they take care of all of the uh, advertising from uh, their side, and we take a share from that. So so far, these are the two business models that we are uh, working on. I'm sure other business models might, might evolve uh, for now. Uh, it's not a main revenue stream for us, for sure. We are still at the early stages of this uh, of this area. I um, already talked to your sales team. And uh, yeah, I was amazed uh, by the targeting uh, capabilities you have and the way you can target different countries and different audience. So you just answered my, my last uh, question. So I will ask it to, um, to uh, Jordan. If I'm a brand uh, and I want to advertise on uh, Tarfi TV, what should I do? Who, who I should uh, contact? Uh, you can start and, and reach out to me and, and I'll connect you Perfect. with our, our internal. Okay. Yeah, to make it easy. And I'll, I'll connect you with our advertising team. Uh, so in a similar way, we're handling the monetization across our platform. And uh, through our advertising network, Adnet Plus, we've been uh, doing this in other regions already. So we have different team members based in different parts of the world. Uh, to help, whether it's Europe or Latin America and obviously the U.S., uh, to help, you know, a lot of it is really just having conversations with more agencies and brands. And then, of course, we're very strong programmatically. So the programmatically is kind of similar to the distribution, is you work with all the major uh, SSDs, which is supply-side partners. And what you're doing is you're helping to show your offering of available inventory based on the different publishers. So in the same way you have to present the channel for distribution to a platform, you also have to present a publisher, which is the, the phrase 
uh, for advertisers in terms of the, the you know the content to uh, the advertising partners so they understand what their buyers would be in front of. So if it's a sports channel, if it's a kids channel, if it's a movie channel, they want to understand what type of content, um, how the engagement is, what where it's live, how much the viewership is to make it more enticing to the buyers. So the more you can promote and, and highlight the channels, uh, you know, the better you can do over time. And then also it's knowing where you have inventory, what territories, and knowing where they have demand and what territories. And maybe you can help them grow their offering because sometimes uh, a programmatic partner might start to get you know, buying interest in UAE, which is new for them. So they have to know who we can go to that actually has supply there. So the more they know they can go to us for supply in, in MENA or other regions where they're not you know, typically working already is, is a big help to them. So it, it's kind of similar to the distribution in that way is you always want to be ahead of the game, sharing what you have to your partners and helping them to grow. And, and they do the same for us. Thank you so much, uh, Jordan. Thank you so much, uh, Nadine, for your time today. We could speak about this topic for hours. Um, I have much more questions in mind, but uh, no, thanks again for your transparency. Uh, I learned a lot today. So um, that's, that, that's a good start. Um, in so case, much. yeah, thank you. Um, this um, live session was recorded. So the ICM will share with you uh, next week the recording and something that's very interesting it's this webinar was part one uh, the part two will be live at uh, DICM 2023 on November 22nd at the Madinat Jumeirah in Dubai and we'll talk about fast in MENA I'm sure um, in more than one month a lot uh, uh, will be different um, new channels from Wayak, new channels from Tarfi TV and, and others. Just a reminder for anyone who has not registered yet, the e-Ramadan content market is appearing very soon on um, the 25th and 26th of October. And the ICM again will take place uh, from the 22nd to 23rd of November. For more details, you can visit the website. Um, Thanks again. Uh, thank you, everyone. Stay safe and goodbye. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.